gonna come on in a second. Blog Talk Radio. Everybody and welcome to another show of Beyond the Cover 2019, first show of the year. I'm one of your co-hosts, John Robb, here with my ever lovely, wonderful co-host Jeff Ayers. Jeff, how you doing? Doing great. Happy New Year, everybody! And holy cow, it's already 2019. Man, 2019. I know. So, hell, it's already half through January 2019. Let's face it. I'm already depressed. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> I mean. You know what's funny now is how fast Christmas comes over. Like, like two days after we noticed that we went to the supermarket, I think it was like December 28th or whatever, and boom, it was already Valentine's Day candy. And I'm like, really? Like, you can't give us like a second before you jump into the next holiday? <laughs> <laughs> nope. No. But so we are going to be guestless for our first show because we have some very exciting news that we want to announce that um, something that we're going to do coming up. We're still planning on March 1st, um, where hopefully that's when it's going to launch. But, Jeff, why don't you tell everybody what we're doing? Um, Well, essentially, we want to help writers get a shot at uh, getting their writing to an agent. And we talked about doing something with the show to see what we can do to help those people. And a lot of the times when people are pitching, they go to conferences and do the speed dating, or they send a query letter across, you know, email or snail mail. And it's an interesting process. And why not use the technology we've got today to work with agents and work with writers and see about uh, doing it a new way? Why don't you tell them about that? Yeah. So what we're going to do is is that – we have agents and publishers that are going to basically listen to this podcast. So if you're a writer and you're looking to find an agent or a publisher, you can contact us at radio at suspensemagazine.com. And basically what, we're, what you're going to do is you're going to send us over your bio and the synopsis of your book and send over your first 10 pages. If that's your first chapter, then that's fine. But just the first 10 pages when you want to come on the show. And Jeff and I will read your synopsis and the thing kind of before. When you get on the show, you're going to have about two minutes to pitch your book. Now, Jeff and I maybe at the end, you know, kind of talk to you for a second and, you know, this and that, and then the next person kind of comes on and does the same thing. But what this is going to do is that we're going to take that show and we're going to send it out only because it's not going to be open to the public. So it's not like the public is going to hear this show and they're going to hear the pitches. Um, right. Because so, well, we're going to take the show and we're going to then send it to the agents and the publishers with all the information that you've given us, and we're going to let them know who you are and your bio and your genre and what you write and your synopsis and the timestamp of when you're pitching your book. So you're going to be able to write to them and they're going to see your writing right away, and they're going to be able to hear you market yourself. Because um, don't kid yourself. 
Writing the book is the easy part of this process. Getting people to buy it is the bitch. (laughs) Yes. So they publishers and agents like to know, are you somebody that they can work with, that you're going to market, that you speak well, because you're going to do interviews like this. You're going to have to go around and you're going to talk. How personable are you? Because you're going to be on social media and you're going to have to do all those things. Because as far as marketing goes, if you have, uh, if you want to break this down as 100%, the author is 99% of their own marketing and the publisher is one. I would 100% agree with that. Don't kid yourself. You ain't Lee Child and you ain't Stephen King. You're not, they're not putting up thousands of dollars to fly you around and to do signings and to do marketing campaigns and TV ads. You're getting nothing. So it's on you. So, you know, we always tell you that. We give it to you straight on this show. We're not going to sugarcoat it and tell you, oh, it's going to be all right and you're going to be the next, you know, Dean Koontz or whatever because that is a long shot. You know, everybody in sports wants to be the next Michael Jordan. Well, guess what? There's only one, Right. There's only one Jerry exactly. Rice. There's only yep. one Wayne Gretzky. Mm-hmm. Um, and so millions have tried. So this is your chance to be able to show yourself who you are as a person and along with your writing. And we're partnered with Authors and Air Network. That's yes, the other and, um, that's Pam. That's Pam Stack, right? Yep. And so yep. the other news is is that we're not just taking suspense, mystery, thriller, horror genre books to send out to agents and publishers. We will take any genre book. Because no matter what book you're pitching, no matter what genre you're pitching, it's all the same. There's, it's all the same. So it doesn't matter the genre or whatever you're pitching it to. Your idea has to be good, and how you present it has to be good, and that's not the and that's not never change regardless of your genre. <clears throat> so, any genre, yeah, memoir, if you, if you want to succeed, yeah. Anyhow, if you want to succeed and not self-publish everything you write, if you want to actually succeed in the world of publishing, an agent is a necessity. And getting and so an publisher. agent is challenging. Yeah. yeah. And the agent can help you get that publisher. The yeah. agent is an advocate for your writing. And what better way to you know, spread the word about you and your writing than having an agent that believes in you. Right. But you've got to get the agent to believe in you. Right. Because, you know, your, your publisher is more than just your – I guess you want to say your distribution company. You know, like here in suspense publishing, you know, your publisher is also part of being your editor, part of being your publicist. Along with distributing your books and everything else, you know, they're the cover design. You know, they're the ones that help you go get praise for your book on other things. So, there is things that the publisher does that you don't have those channels to do on your own because we've already got all those contacts and all those things and all those stuff already done. You don't have to go out and search and do all that. And your cover design doesn't look like something – I mean, forgive me. 
95% of the self-published covers, covers I see, you don't even have to know that it's a self-published book to know that it is from that cover. They're horrid. And I'm not going to lie. Toaster cat. Dine- That's what I call huh? them. Toaster cat. I call them yeah, toaster not- cat. I yeah. mean, you would agree, right? 90 to 95% are terrible. Yeah. And, and they're yeah. so and- obvious. It's not even funny. So <clears throat> when you are looking to sell books and booksellers are seeing that, why, I mean, again, why would they want to put that up in their bookstore? I mean, why do they want that up there when they have professional looking and then you have first grade? I mean, because that's about the difference it is. <clears throat> sure, you have a cover and you have a nice cute little picture on it, but it looks like you took it with a Polaroid and the font looks like, you know, just whatever. It's just bland. There's nothing there. Well, one thing you're not talking about, and this one I think is key also, you mentioned bookstores. Um, there's also right. libraries. And libraries. Libraries, w- libraries will not buy self-published books. No. No. And if you, you want to have... You would need a building ten times larger to, to put them all in. Right. If you want to get in libraries, if you want to get in the bookstores easily... That's what the big publishers are for. They right. handle distribution. Right. And then you don't have to go to each and every place, and hopefully they will buy your book or right. put it on the shelf. I mean, and here's the thing. You put a self-published book, and sure, there's a lot of small publishers that are probably using you know, about the same process as you do, whether you're doing it, you know, used to do through Amazon, or you know, used to be CreateSpace, or now you're doing it through Amazon, or, you know, maybe Baker Taylor, or now there's Ingram Spark. Sure, you can do that, but here's the thing. <clears throat> They're going to know that it's not coming from a publisher and that you're doing yep. it on your own. So what do you think mm-hmm. a bookstore – I mean, the, the buyers are not going to go buy stuff like that. They're going to buy them from, you know, publishers that are reputable and know that they're going to sell. Because I'm sorry, they're not going to sell, you know – Sarah Smith, sorry, Sarah Smith, if you listen to us, I didn't mean you, uh, but they're not going to buy Sarah Smith's book that, you know, hasn't been through a process. Yeah, and so in addition to self-publishing, some of the smaller presses, I learned this firsthand, if your small press does not offer a certain code and a certain discount to places like the bookstores and the libraries, uh, the library will turn around or the bookstore will turn around and say, I can't order it. So I actually was not able to have a signing for my book because the percentage of the discount was not enough. And when I approached my publisher and I said, hey, they said, sorry, we can't do anything about it. We always give – like. Like like yeah. we sell like we sell direct to bookstores. Like I have bookstores ordering books for me all the time. You know, I'm sending right. them out to them. And so we always give them and I'm not gonna you know, I'll tell you exactly what we do. You know, we ship it to them for free. Now this is the one thing this is the one stipulation that I do do and I've never had any backlash because I do give good terms, which is is that I give forty percent off the list price. So they're gonna already make forty percent profit right there. Yep. Because they're gonna sell it for list. Don't think that if you go into an independent bookstore in a small town or something, they're not selling it for list because they are. You know, Barnes & Noble gives you 25% off list price 
if you're a member. But remember, you have to pay to be a member. So you're paying your way down to be able to do it, but they're still getting their money. They're still getting their margin. That's right. And so I give them 40% off, but I ship it to them for free. I just say – And that makes a difference. And the only thing I say is, is that you can't return them. So don't order a bunch. Order what you know you can sell, and we can just keep doing this game all the time, which is what I do with about 10 different bookstores. They know not to order big quantities because I can get it to them really fast anyway. So if they get down, they're like, hey, I need you know six copies of this book and five copies of this book. And I'm like, okay, boom, done. And then they get them in two weeks, and it still keeps a good flow going. <clears throat> yeah, and uh, a lot of that's problem with a lot of the bigger publishers is the whole return policy and things like that. But Right. That's for another time. We're talking right. business now, but uh, and writing's a business, uh-huh. folks. <laughs> it is. It, oh, yeah. that's the thing. Either you want it to be your business or you don't. I mean, we've talked about this before too. Either either you want this to be your business or you just want this to be a hobby. And if you want it to be a hobby, self-publish your books, give them out as fucking Christmas presents, and you know, be done with it. And don't worry about how much money you're making. Just do enough so where you can write a book and you're not losing any money if you're printing any. I mean, that's all you really care about. But if you want this to be a business, every business has to have an investment. Every business has to have some kind of blood, sweat, and tears to go into it. Every successful business person will tell you. I mean, you, you know, if you watch Shark Tank or whatnot, you can just look at Mark Cuban and those guys. Nobody grew up already knowing and having the money to do it, they all had to struggle at some point and they had to say, either I'm going to do it or I'm not. Mm-hmm. And that's and that's where you're at. That's you know, show, can you way. go in the middle to start <laughs> out? You can. You can, you know, you can go in the middle and you can start out. You know, you can invest some, but not a bunch. You know, you can still try to do things on the cheap and try to do as much free advertising as you can. You know, all the social medias, try to get on radio shows, contact people, try to get interviews and reviews. You know, you can do all that on your own. It'll take hours, but you can do that all on your own, and you'll just be kind of in the middle. You know, you're putting a lot of time and effort in. You are spending some money to make sure that your book is edited properly. So you, that's where your money's going to go. If you're spending, you know, minimum you're spending 1500 to two grand to have your book properly edited so it looks like a polished piece of work, not a half. You know, you're not giving – you're not giving somebody a half. Would you would you sell somebody a half painted table? <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. No, so and that's if you want to do this them. as a career, if you want to do this as a career, honestly, if you self-publish a book and it's not good, if it's not been all the stuff you just talked about, you're not going to get any readers, and if you come out with another one, you certainly aren't going to get readers cuz if the ones that have tried it say, "Oh man, you know, you you want to encourage readers to go, man, that was great. I'll, you and know, now, you want to put the best product you can out every time. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and what we're talking other, about is a way to do that. And here's the other kicker, Jeff, and you see this at Pitch Fest every single year, and we always talk about it, and you guys always mention, don't do it, don't do it, and people still do it, is this. You have a series, and guess what you did with book number one? You self-published it, and you're coming yep. to me to pitch book number two. Now, as a publisher, why would I want to take on book number two 
when you already put out a bad copy of book number one that I now have to go through and try to fix and try to make it or rename it or do something to it to try to sell it with book two, knowing that I have to put a ton of work into that one also to fix it because if it was anything like book one, it was, it was shabby. It was a half-painted table. Yep. So, right when the, so I'm going to tell you right now, and you might have some lucky ones out there, but I'm going to say 90% of agents and publishers, when they hear those words come out of your mouth as your first sentence is, okay, so I have book one out, and I've already published. Now I'm going to – so this is book two in a series. And some of you guys are sneaky. You give us the whole synopsis, and I'm like, okay. And you're like, yeah, now this is like book two in the series. Whoa. If you're going to come out with this is book two or three in the series, you might as well come out and say, I've written a standalone, and you're going to try to sell that. Because that's when I'll listen to you. Or if it's a brand-new series, number one, I will not touch your crappy half-painted table series that you couldn't sell, and now you're trying to pot off on me. There, there are some exceptions, though, and that's why I said ninety percent. Yeah, uh, yeah, because if you've sold a hundred thousand copies and you've got, uh, you know, five star rating on Amazon with five hundred reviews, right. that's But if you're different. selling a hundred thousand copies, <laughs> if you're selling a hundred thousand copies, you're making a boatload of money, and you're probably just going to stick with me. And if you're selling that many copies, you don't have to go find a publisher because they're going to find you. Exactly. Amazon, if you're that selling 100,000 copies on Amazon, if you're selling 100 grand of copies on Amazon, believe me, Thomas and Mercer is going to be emailing you real quick. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, yeah. So that's different exception. I'm talking about people that are that you know like we see that are actually pitching the book to somebody, not somebody come to them. <laughs> so if you're pitching the book to somebody and you're saying I'm doing book, this is book two, you're you're done. All we hear after that is Charlie Brown teacher. Yep. So and some will stop you right there and little... be like, oh, I'm not even doing it. Some will literally just stop you in your tracks and be like, done. One of the things that um, we will also do for folks is a lot of people who pitch books to agents and to editors like yourself, mm -hmm. they don't know how to pitch properly. Oh, well, and that's so that's something we'll, we will help with. In fact, we should probably do a show on how to pitch. But think of it this way. Th this is the best way to, to pitch, in my opinion, is – you are at a conference, and you get on the elevator, and the agent of your dreams gets on the elevator with you. The door's shut, and you're going up five floors. And the agent looks at you and says, oh, are you a writer? Tell me about your book. And you want them to get the full scope of that book before the elevator doors open on the fifth floor. Yep. That doesn't give you a lot of time. It's probably two to three sentences. The idea is that you want to entice them to ask you for more information. You don't want to say, so then I've got this character who does this, and then this person does this over here, and then you know he, she has a daughter and the daughter's sick. You know, like you don't want any of that stuff. You just want to say, you know, um, oceanographer falls in love with a shark, and realizes that it's a horrible thing to be in love with a shark and how 
does this person resolve that? Something like that. That's right. quick. Yeah. yeah, I don't know how you came up with I, man falls in with uh, man falls in love with a shark, but I was wondering where you were going with that one, dude. <laughs> Got to admit, I was well, wondering. I was like, um, is he going to couple, start, of, couple not, years I, ago? Is he going to start talking about? Years the, ago, are you going to talk about the aliens controlling women's menstrual cycles? Oh no no no! So a couple years oh. ago, I was uh, asked to film a fake pitch with an agent, and so I pitched a book about an oceanographer and a shark in a torrid love affair. And it was called Jumping the Shark. Oh, my God. Yeah, it was Fifty Shades of Grey meets Jaws. <laughs> yeah. But you, so you, was, was you remember the book? You remember the book that the guy pitched that was for, it was the aliens, and the aliens lived on the moon or something, and they controlled women's menstrual cycles. That is correct, yes. That was his pitch. No lie, dude. Yeah. No and lie, people. We've heard that. We've heard that one before. Once you hear that, there's nothing you can ever, ever unhear. <laughs> it's true. And <laughs> I, I've heard some other ones, too, that uh, we, we kind of, you know, scratch our heads. Uh-huh. But um, the, majority, the majority of stuff we see at PitchFest every year at Thriller Fest, because we're with the agents, we're with the people who are pitching, we're there to help in any way we can, Um we see and hear a lot of really cool stuff. And do. the pitching works. We know yeah. several people who have had success at uh-huh. Thriller Fest and other conferences. It Look works, at the people. Bailey it, Day. It works. Yeah. It does. Bailey it really Day works. pitched to you at a conference and uh, the book yep. published last Bailey month. Bailey Day. Yep. Our, our, our newest true. author, Bailey Day, with the Amazing Imagination Machine. you got to check it out. It's... um. I would That's say right. it's definitely for more young adults. So has Samantha read it? i got to send you a copy. It's right up her alley. Oh, uh, get me one. I'll get it to her. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but it's the yeah. Amazing Imagination Machine. And so, I mean, it's, it's, a great, it's, a great, um, it's a great little book. I mean, you got to check it out. Uh, and she, you know, we got her when she was 16. She's 17 years old. Now she's still in high school. We have to talk to her after school. I love it. I think it's great. And she is and so fantastic. nice. She is yeah. one of the nicest, most intelligent 17-year-olds you're ever going to meet. She's so grounded, and it's so great. And her writing is just, it's, I mean, it is. I mean, you're sitting there. It's like you're, it's almost like, and I can see it, and, and I'm just not saying because we published her. I'm saying because this is true, is that it's almost like when you are listening to that child prodigy on the piano going, man, that 12-year-old or that 13-year-old is just killing it. And that's kind of what she, she reminds me of. Is just like she could have a really, really good career as a writer. She's that good. And you guys have to read the that's book. Awesome. I mean, it was for it's like young adult, but adults can easily read it and get into it. I wouldn't recommend it for for younger kids because it is um, there's like a little horror aspect into it. There's some monsters, but there's nothing mad, there's nothing crazy or anything like that. But there's a good moral to the story, and that's what she does. So she writes this thing, and there's, and, there's, and there's actually, it's a moral. It's moral to the story. And we tagged it. Cool. It was yeah. the Amazing Imagination Machine. It, was even, it said, even nightmares can come true. So Nice. Yeah. I think your daughter yeah. would love it. So I gotta send you, I gotta, I'll tell okay. Shannon to send you, uh, or you email you over a copy. Sounds good. Um, Thank you. Yeah, I yeah, mean, so, so the, this, it, it, you can, you can, 
have success and you can have a career. And um, yeah, it's it's all about just um, pitching your book, and getting over the fear. And this way we're talking about might actually be helpful to someone who, you know, might not be ready to actually go to a conference or you know and meet somebody face to face. But this would be an opportunity for them to pitch their work to people who might be interested. And as you yeah. said, it's not just suspense we're doing. Yeah. Lisa Scottaline um, has a really good idea, too, is that tell me about your book in seven words or less. And if you there can you narrow down the book that you're writing to seven words or less, not only do you probably know what you're doing, but you also kind of know the genre you write, and you're probably really in tune with the characters that you've written, which is extremely important when you're giving a little longer pitch because then you know them so well you don't have to give like this entire family tree kind of story fluff forget all the fluff when you pitch you know get all the wow. fluff wow so let me let me try this with the one that's coming out next summer um okay seven words you said right seven words or less lisa scottline told us this and shannon always does this with all of our authors Hidden Third Paper, Galileo's Real Deathbed Confession. There's seven words. Uh, uh, that's more than seven. That's seven. Say Hidden Third Paper, Hidden Third, third paper, paper, Galileo's Real Galileo's Deathbed Real Confession. Deathbed Confession. That's eight words. Deathbed's one word. Oh, okay. All right. If you, okay, yeah. Okay. There you go. Yeah. See? Yeah, so there you seven go. words. Yeah. Cool. So that's enough. So it's Hidden Paper and Galileo's Deathbed Confession. Whoa. So that's enticing enough for people to say, what is that going on? And that's what you yeah. want. That's exactly what you want. You know. And hopefully that, um, you know, now I say that, hopefully people will want to read it when it comes out next year. Yeah. <laughs> Do you have a t- well, now? What's the actual title? Uh, the Galileo Disclosure. The Galileo Disclosure. Okay. Nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So see, so if you can do seven words or less, and it took Jeff what five minutes? All I mean, it wasn't even that two minutes that I said that, and then you all you thought about it in two minutes. Two minutes, you had it. Yeah. Yeah. You I'm know. living in the world of edits on that right now to get it ready. So yep. Yeah. So. Two minutes he thought of the pitch for his book. I mean, so that's what, I, that's what we're trying to say is that you just have to be confident in what you're saying, know what you're saying. And the other thing is, and a lot of people, some people say, you know, more people agree with me than don't, but I'm the proponent of this. When you're kind of pitching me the book, tell me the ending. I'm not a reader. I'm not the one you're trying to put in suspense. You can tell me the ending. Interesting. Yeah, you can tell me the ending. So if you're writing a book, so you can sit there and say, you know, um, the oceanographer falls in love, you know, with the shark, and goes. Well, I can't. I can't even. I can't even think. Of, I can't even. I can't do that. I can't even fucking think about how that would even end. So I'm going to do something else. Yeah, the, okay. the whale ends so, up eating him. Yeah. So. So, so so this was an idea I had for a short story, okay? So 
There's a cop in a Chinese restaurant. He gets a fortune cookie. When he opens it, it says, we have your wife. His phone rings, and immediately he is told that he has to collect evidence that's in this case, and he has to get rid of it, or they're going to kill his wife. So, of course, it's a cat and mouse game that he goes, gets the evidence, takes it with him, goes to the meeting point of his wife, big shootout, everything goes, blah, 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 blah. You know, pretty much he saves the day and, you know, he gets his wife and and it's all good. You know, that's how you can pitch it. And that was a short story. You know, so you have an idea because you already know that there's going to be tension. All right, I gave you the tension at the beginning. Right. Which is, he's in a Chinese restaurant waiting for his wife, gets a fortune cookie that opens it and it says, we have your wife. Okay, oh, my God, there's There's your pitch. That's your pitch. There it is. That's your pitch. There's your tension. Right. right there. That's it. Yeah. That's all you need. You don't yeah. you don't need to do subplots or, you know, who other characters are. That's your right. pitch right there and an agent's gonna say, Oh, you gotta tell me more. Right. And then you sit there and you go, Okay, so gets a phone call, has to go collect the evidence has to destroy the evidence in this case and the problem I mean, I I would say what it more is about, but I hadn't really thought I hadn't finished that part of the story yet, so you know, I was thinking about it was something to do that the wife was in on it or something, so I didn't really know about that. But basically, but see, I, I would hope that. And, huh? That's just me. I love. I would love it if she was involved. Yeah. So I was basically thinking of something to where he goes to get the evidence, and he has to turn it over to these people, and he finds out that they're really going to be like they're selling it to someone. They're selling it to the defendant, so they're like the middleman, and or something that effect or whatever, but the wife was in on it and she was the one, she was kind of the one who was like behind it. But I was trying to figure out like, why would she do that? Because I always have to figure out the why. So I was trying to figure out mm-hmm. why would she do it and how can I intertwine it? Because that's where I kind of got the ending is, is that the wife is kind of fucking her husband, but now why is she doing it? And I'm like, okay, he's a cop. Okay. Well, what would he do? What, what would he want to do to get his wife back? Oh, you maybe have to destroy evidence. So I kind of got that far. But you kind of get the idea. I got you the pitch right. right at the beginning. Guy sitting in a Chinese restaurant waiting for his wife opens a fortune cookie that says, we've kidnapped your wife, and his phone rings. There you go. Yep. They've, they've made movies close to that, you know, with yeah, uh, Liam Neeson That's pretty it. much, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. You know. Well, so the no, the I, idea behind the show, basically, going back to that real quick, is just right. giving folks an opportunity to pitch their work and having people who possibly be interested in it contact right. them and say, "I'd like to see your work." Yeah. And, so uh, what they're going to do is, is a great new We're basically we're basically like the middleman in this sense. Yep. We send the podcast out to the agents and the publishers. They have all the information there. They see your bio. They see your synopsis. So they, like I said, they see your writing. They go to your timestamp. They hear you speak. Now they say, okay, we like the writing. We like the guy or we like the girl, and we want to speak with them more. They contact us, and they say, we want to speak with Sarah Smith. I'll use Sarah this time in a good way. So we want to talk to Sarah Smith. (laughs) Yeah, see, I love you, Sarah. I love you, Sarah. Exactly. yeah, so we want to talk with Sarah Smith, and we're like, okay, good. Here's all of Sarah's information, you know, your you know, address, email address, cell phone number, blah, blah, blah. 
here's all their information, and then they go and they contact you directly, and we're out of it. That's it. We're done. We've done our job. You know. That's right. And hopefully you and, were kind of, you know. And the good thing is, is we would love to is, let's say somebody from the show finds an agent, you come back on and let us know, and let's talk about it. Exactly. So, and uh, yeah. something that uh, they warn authors about is fake agents. You know, agents who basically aren't really agents, and we want to assure everybody that the oh, agents and the publishers we're dealing with are all on the up and up. We know these yeah. people. We work with them I every mean, year at Thriller Fest and so forth. So we know these people. I mean, people, look, I'm just going to say this. My boy Jeff Ayers went to Florida and spent time a couple days, I think it was more than a couple days, with and spent time with his family and blah, 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 with Brad Meltzer. So we know people. Yep. All right. I mean, Jeff and I, I mean, Jeff knows more than me. I mean, he gets them all from Seattle and you know, when they all come up and then in New York and this and that. And we've, I've been in the business for, you know, we've been in for 10 years. We know everybody. We're publishers. We get all these agents <laughs> that contact us, that mm-hmm. want us to buy their book. We have like, we have 20, 22 books right now submitted to us that we're looking at to, to publish. 22. And we just had a new freaking agent the other day because we just signed Doug Lyle to his new series, coming out and it's going to come out in October. Um, they haven't named oh, it yet. Awesome. Oh, it's um, Skin in the Game is the name of the book, but we don't know what the series is called. It's called Skin in the Game will be the book and it's October. So we just signed him to his new series for that. And one, and they put it out on Publishers Marketplace and an agent contacted us and they were like, oh, do you publish Cozy's? Cause, and so we had to say, yeah, we do. So all of a sudden, now we're going to get more of those. <laughs> That's great. And which is great. I've worked uh, for years at uh, Pacific Northwest Writers Association right. conference, on the board. and we You're bring the board. in agents from everywhere. Yeah, yeah. and uh, with Thriller Fest too. Yeah, I, and you're the head no of like agents. Pitch Fest. I ha- yeah, well, I'm one of them, but uh, yeah, and also right. I have an agent myself. So, so, so here's the thing: we encourage, of course, we never want to say that we never will encourage because the event is fantastic and it is wonderful. And if you want to go to Thriller Fest, I would absolutely recommend you go to Thriller Fest. And yes. if you want to couple it with Pitch Fest, absolutely couple that with Pitch Fest with 100%, no problem. You're going to be speaking with some of those agents and that are going to be in that room, and they're going to get our podcast already, but we're going to have others that are also going to be. You know, So it's going to be twofold. Um, but Thriller Fest and Craft Fest is more than just, you know, it, you know, Pitch Fest. It's just more than that. You get to meet all these, you know, authors that we talk about, you know, like, you know, going out, you know, David Morrell, going out to dinner with David Morrell. I mean, the guy fucking invented Rambo. And I could call <laughs> and, and I could literally email him tomorrow and be like, hey, David, would you want to come on and talk on this next Tuesday? He'll be like, sure, what do you want to talk about? You know, I mean, you know, I, I mean, we could easily do that. I mean, not to toot our horn, but I moderated a panel last year. Huh? I moderated a panel last year with R.L. Stein, Lee Child, David Morrell, and George R. R. Martin. Holy yeah, cow! Yeah, over. I mean, you I were like still... McDonald's, dude. You were like over a hundred billion sold. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's 
it was terrifying and amazing all at the same time. Yeah. I mean, so yeah. the thing is, is that what we're trying to say is that this is legit. This is, this is, this is going to be real because we want to help. There's a lot of great writers out there, man, and we know you're out there, and we know you have talent, and we just want to get you in front, and we just want to help. And we would love if everybody who came on got signed and got book deals and sold a million copies every freaking year. That would be oh, wonderful. That would be awesome, yeah. That would be yes. wonderful. So yep. this is what we're – it's going to come up, like I said, March 1st. We're partnering with Authors on Air Network. If you don't know Authors on Air Network, I mean, they're a massive radio network. Um, and so we're partnering up with them to do this. But Jeff and I are going to be the ones that are going to be um, your hosts. So you're going to be talking with us um, mm-hmm. on the show. Don't let that discourage you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you want to, if you want to say no, 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 I only want to talk to Jeff. I'll mute myself and I won't say a word. You know, but you know that I'm won't saying, ever happen, I'm sure. But anyway, I'm just saying, but. And if you want to yeah. come up and – I mean, the other thing is if you're going to Thriller Fest, I'll be there this year. And if you want to come up and talk to me, you just come up and talk. That's the great thing about Thriller Fest, too. I, just come and say hi. I always say hi to everybody. I don't care. I say hi to anybody. I'll go bullshit and sit there and talk and do whatever. I'm sure I'll be on a panel. I know I'll be on at least on one. I think I'm going to – I'm hopefully going to be on a panel with my buddy. Oh, we're going to do something for sure. And, Am I going to uh, be on with my no, buddy? Uh, I, well, we're going to be teaching a class. Uh, well, we're going to be teaching a class, yeah. We're going to be doing – we have a great one, which is Know What You Write, and also has exactly. some uh, and also has some uh, book stuff, other stuff in there too. But it's just, you know, teaching the genre. It's teaching you to know your genre so you know what you write. Because you'd be exactly. surprised how many people come and pitch books, and they say, well, this is like a suspense – thriller paranormal fantasy mystery and i'm like for kids what yeah for yeah <laughs> ya <laughs> and you're like what <laughs> you know i'm gonna say i'm gonna say one thing because i did it for stephen james and he loved it and he actually stole my pitches which is why i kind of started we kind of started doing this thing because i defined the four genres and stephen always asked me and so we did it one time and i was like you know what here's the four genres I'll define them for you right now, because there's only two writing styles that I see, and that is you're either writing a thriller or you're writing a suspense. And what I mean by writing styles is pace. You're either throwing me through the book fast or you're bringing me along slowly. Okay? That's, all, that's what you're doing. So if you're writing a thriller, imagine we're racing, you're racing me up a mountain as fast as you can. There are bullets flying all over the place. There's bombs going off. We're getting shit shot off. We see people flying in planes, and we just jump straight the hell off that cliff at the end of the book because we're going so fast. That's a thriller. When you're writing a mystery, you're taking me up the hill slowly. You're building snowmen that I can see on the side. I see a broken glass. I see drops of blood. I see clues behind trees. I see broken branches. And we get to the top, you kind of spread away the snow, and the answer reveals itself. But we're not running. We're taking our time. Suspense is the same way, except in suspense, instead of you see the clues, you're trying to scare me in a way. You're trying to make me jump. 
You know, you're trying to make me uneasy. You're trying to be more like um, Silence of the Lambs. That's more suspense writing because it wasn't quick. It was slow prodding as it takes you along. Mm-hmm. And then you have horror. Horror has no rules. You can do whatever you want in horror. There is no rules really to horror. It's written at either a fast pace or a slow pace. But basically, horror is there to just absolutely try to make you feel as uneasy as possible. That's what your goal is. You don't know what's behind the trees. Yeah, you want me to feel uneasy. So you're taking me up that same mountain, and this time you got Michael Myers jumping out behind the tree trying to scare me. You got something underneath the snow of a dead person reaching up and grabbing me. You got zombies chasing us up the mountain. And, you know, once we get up there, we are just turned white as a ghost. That's your goal. And if you write sci-fi, you can put any of those together and just throw the shit on Mars, and then you got science fiction. (laughs) (laughs) Any of the four elements together, just throw it on Mars, that science fiction. (laughs) And if you write fantasy... All right. And fantasy, you can do any of those four, and you can just put some fucking fairies and dragons in it, and then you got fantasy. Done. And romance, you just uh, have the people uh, fall in love Sleep over with the course, other. and then... Yep. Yep, there you go. And if you want dark urban, somebody's a vampire. I mean, you know I mean? Come on. It's, it's not that difficult, people. <laughs> you know, it's really not that difficult, so... But those are kind of the classes that we teach, and we just tell you straightforward. We make it fun. We laugh. We have a good time, and you know, and and we love taking questions, and we lo- and we always answer questions, and you know, we just we just have a lot of fun, and you know, nothing is we're there like, to help. Always, always, yeah, absolutely. You know, and as long as we're not busy, we'll spend as much time as we can with you. We're going to be doing video interviews at Thriller Fest this year, so you'll see them on YouTube. But I'm going to go, and we're going to be taping them. I'm going to try this out. I'm going to use my new iPhone X to do these videos, which are supposed to be fabulous on the iPhone X. So people are making movies on those phones now. And um, so we're going to do video interviews from Thriller Fest. So then we, you know, see, Jeffrey yeah. Deaver, I think he said, Jeffrey said, Jeffrey Deaver said yes. Of course, John Land said yes. Um, oh, there was a woman. He doesn't uh, say no. <laughs> true. Um, I had a, um, oh, shoot. Um well, Andrew Grant, if he's going to be there, he said he would do it. Oh, God, who is the woman that we talked to? Shit. Well, if Andrew's there, that means Tasha Alexander is there, and I'm sure I, we can get her to do it. Um, oh, yeah. I forget. I mean, Huh? Oh, yeah, I was going to say, what did um, Hank Phillippe Ryan say yes? Hank Phillippe Ryan, that, thank you. That's who it yeah. was. I and I'm sure we can get books. David Morrell to do it. Um we could get Gail Linz to do it. Gail Linz yeah, to do it. Who's, who's, and who's the – oh, you know, we know we could probably even get John Sanford. We could probably get him. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, and honestly, for, I could probably ask Harlan Coben. Yeah, Harlan Coben. So, I mean, so yeah, we should have some fun. fun. We should have some really fun kind of interviews going on um, there. I think, you know, one of the ones that I was kind of going back to, and it was a good interview – but for some reason, I don't know why I was kind of nervous going into it. And then when I was done, I was like, why was I nervous going into it? Was interviewing Scott Chereau. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and he 
he's such a nice guy, but I think it was just like, oh, my God. Because the way that they kind of, the publicist handled it, it was kind of like you were speaking with, like, President Obama. It was like, okay, Scott's going to be here, this, and Scott's going to do it. So you're almost like, oh, my God, who the hell is this Scott Chereau guy? Like, it's like all this shit going on. And then he just ends up being this funny guy. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so I'll let everybody know. Uh, I mentioned earlier yeah. that George R. R. Martin was on my panel last year. Uh, the publicist right. basically said, "You can ask him anything you want, as long as it does not involve Game of Thrones or the TV show or book." And I was like, "Okay, <laughs> um, I can't ask him about anything along those lines." So it was challenging to get him to answer stuff that people wanted to hear without asking him directly about those things, because I couldn't ask him directly. Wait a second, you couldn't even ask him about, like, the books that he already wrote? Um, no, and I couldn't ask him about the upcoming book, and uh, well, but not okay, the show how, either. But why wouldn't they let you... I mean, that's his work. Like, he's already published it. I understand if they don't well, want he, you to talk about anything in the future, but he could have talked about the ones he already wrote. Fuck, he already written them. He, um... He was tired of uh, answering questions about those things. He wanted something fresh and original to talk about, and we were able to do it. I know, but still, you you know how many authors are sitting out there right now that would love to have his career would talk about from Game of Thrones every day to get the kind of money in the career that he has gotten. So, you know, I... I'm not a fan, and I'm just going. I'm going to be straight up. I'm not a fan of authors that kind of that kind of run away from their work. That's why you are where you are because of that work. And so younger people that are just finding out and older people, because that series is not that old. It's not like, you know, the series is, you know, 30 years old or something and they just found it. The series is not that old. So it's like, and it's not like it's a Robert Jordan wheel of time where it was like 30 books and you're asking about, you know, book one. And he's like, holy shit, I've written 85 books. I don't know what's (laughs) book one, you know. Right. So it's not like that. I, I mean, so I find that I, – I do. I'm going to be honest. I well, find that important. I, I sort of I sort of. I feel sorry for to, you having um, to go through that because I – you know, what? you almost want to look at him and say, well, then I guess I just won't ask him anything. I, I joked and said I'll ask him about deadlines. That didn't go over well. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, see? <laughs> but uh, no, I, I compared it to uh, the band The Eagles. If you go see them live and they don't do Hotel California, you'd be like, what the hell, you know? True. Yeah. So yeah. So it's it's to me it was sort of the same thing. It's like people are there because of Game of Thrones. They're not there because you wrote of wild anything cards. else you wrote. Yeah. They're there to <laughs> yeah. hear talking yeah. about. They're here. They want you. You know. And I understand if he's like, look, was, I'm not talking awesome. about the TV show. You know, it's like, look, I have nothing to do with the TV show, so I'm not comfortable talking about that. Perfectly understand. One hundred percent, I get that. You don't want to talk about your upcoming book because you don't want to give anything away or whatever perfectly understand and you're probably not finished with it so you're like hey i'm not talking about anything that's not done yet and not out so get that but you've already published five books like you can't even talk about you know the feast of the crows like how did you write it and how did you start like with the series and you know how it progressed through and you know what was your secret to try to keep you know all these factions and things (laughs) going together and your storylines and how'd you weave them you couldn't ask him anything like that no but that's okay. Like I said, super nice guy. It all worked out fine. In fact, um, I thought the whole panel went exceedingly well. So no, I, well, good I was good for you, man. Good for you. That's where you kick ass. <laughs> it was fun. But anyway, um, back to the show. Yeah. So 
Well, yeah. And, and by well, the way, we're people, gonna do a half, people we're say we're hi to us. We're only going to do a half-hour show. We've already done 48 minutes. Well, I know. I know. Always say hi if you see me running around because, honestly, yeah. I get a kick out of you actually listen to the show. That's fantastic. Yeah. I always joke with John here that it's just the two of us listening, or maybe our author guest we have. <laughs> right. Well, I got a, I got a, I got I, a, I know more people. Friend, I got a friend of mine at work that listens. So. All right. Well, hi to your friend. <laughs> I'll say hi, Sasha. There. Now she knows. Now, now I just said hi to her. So now I got to go back to work tomorrow and say, "Gotta listen to the show." <laughs> but yeah. yeah so we're, we're hoping to start March first, and uh, we will definitely put out more information about it as uh, we go mm-hmm. along. Again, any information, you can email radio at suspensemagazine.com. We'll keep you up to date on what we got going on, the whole thing. Um, and, yeah, I mean, if you want to start, I mean, I guess you say, if you want to start sending in kind of, you know, ideas more than, you know, this and that, I mean, you can go ahead. Um, I won't say that, you know, we're going to answer them back right away you know, until we figure out everything that's going on. But I have no problem in any of that. So, but um, I would more want to say that you want to stand on and say, hey, you're interested, you know, contact me or whatever and this and that. And, you know, mm-hmm. that, that would be good. And, again, this is not just for people in the United States. This is for anybody. Anybody. Because you know what's funny, Jeff? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to quiz you. I was looking at our stats earlier because I always like to kind of see the countries that kind of listen to us. We have quite a few okay. countries. We're 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 I think thirty I think I counted thirty seven different countries. We have listeners in thirty seven different countries. But wait, wait behind, what? <laughs> yeah, we have yeah thirty seven different countries. We had you know listeners in. I mean so, um, okay. So hold on. Wow. So here we go. So so besides okay. so so besides the United States and Canada, which is the two largest, okay. And percentage-wise, the United Kingdom is 5.5% of our total listenership. But guess who's number four at 5.1%? And then it drops off from there, like, you know, like 1%, less than 1%, blah, 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 you know. But, yeah, so we're, we're talking negative listeners in those countries. Um, in those countries, yeah, yeah like Belarus. But, uh, hey, if – Orgy is listening to us in Belarus. Love you, dude. Love you, baby. Love you, Yorgi. Okay, so um, because Belarus was a country that somebody listened to us in, so I thought that was funny. So um, give me the number four countries. See if you know. I would say France. Nope. France is one of those, like, one percenters. Okay. All right, so you got to tell me and our listeners. Okay, go. Just give me two more guesses, and I'll give you. Because I, I right. just want to see how close. We'll say you get. Belgium. Nope, but that's a good guess. Russia. Nope, Russia was not. Russia okay. was like, Russia was a little over one percent, though. No, Switzerland. Oh wow, Switzerland, dude! I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa! If you're in Switzerland, so I gotta say this, and I was told my daughter I was gonna do this. If you're in Switzerland right now, and you. Download the show and you listen to it. I should have said this at the beginning because now you might not listen to the whole damn show. If you're in Switzerland and you listen to this show, man, I love your chocolate. All right? So I'm just going to say that. I love your chocolate. And <laughs> nothing would get me going more than some chocolate if you want to, you know, send me some Swiss chocolate. 
Well, actually, what I was going to say is um, uh, to all of our international kind of amazing, isn't it? Tell us what you would like us to talk about in future shows. Talk, uh, get some, get some authors from your countries that uh, you think would love to be on our show and be a great person to have. Yeah. Again, yeah. I mean, of course, we're talking English language, though. So you have to make sure that it is in the English language because we're not going to, you know, we're not doing translations. Unfortunately, yes, at this time. All right, so, all right, man. So we'll be back in two weeks. I'm trying to get a screenwriter on for that, but um, we'll have to see what we can get. If you happen to find somebody, too, we can always have two guests on, no big deal. And then, um, right. yeah, so we'll be back in two weeks. It's been fun. This is a fun show. We like doing this every once in a while. We don't really have guests, and we can just kind of talk. That's that's always fun, too. Well, and you had an announcement to make, so it's always good. Yeah. Yeah, and so hopefully everybody kind of got an idea of the book pitch show. We're gonna we're calling it book pitch one hundred and one. Yep. And uh, if um, if there's anything you'd like to see in that, um, email radio at suspensemagazine dot com and uh, we'll talk to you. Yep, sounds good. I'll be posting this on social media, tweeting it, facebooking it, doing all that stuff, and getting it out and seeing who's interested. And then um, authors on air are going to be. Uh, she's really going to be going, contacting a bunch of authors, and she's going to be talking with them and doing all that stuff. So it should be good. We should have a good outreach. Awesome. All, all right, right, man. Excellent. And then hopefully we so, turn around and uh, get some success stories. Yep. And don't forget to check your email. I'm going to make sure that book gets in there tonight. Thank you. All right, man. You have a good one. We'll talk to you later. So we'll see everybody in two weeks. Until next time, take them out, Jeff. What do, you, what do we say? Keep reading. See you next time.